Hey, this is Dr. William Curtis with NRG Tribe, WFO Life Podcast, and Future Focus Family Medicine. I want to do a very specific uh, topic today uh, based on something I'm clinically seeing happening over and over, and I thought it might help to clarify what we're doing whenever people have a retest for COVID-19 that stays positive. So these, I'm specifically talking about a person who has had COVID-19, it's documented with a swab of their nose, which is a PCR test, uh, and then they do a full quarantine, let's say two weeks. They re- retest thinking that this will prove whether they're infectious or not, and they're still positive. And then I've seen some that are retested four to six weeks later after the initial infection that are still positive. So what do we do in this scenario and what does the CDC say about this? This is what I wanted to review because I think it's really important and a lot of employers and uh, certainly physicians and medical teams are grappling with this. So the CDC has of course looked at this and they have a section and I will put a link in our show notes on this. Uh, to the area I'm talking about on the cdc.gov website. But specifically, I want to read through something and then give a few insights on this. And it says, are clinically recovered persons infectious to others if they test persistently or recurrently positive with SARS-CoV-2 RNA? Okay, first off, just to, I'm gonna, as I go through this, I'm going to read some of it, but I'm also going to explain certain parts of it. RNA is part of the genetic material uh, that the, uh, makes up the virus. So um, that's what the test, when they swab your nose and they do this thing called a PCR test, that's what they're actually looking for is little bitty pieces of the RNA, the genetic material uh, for this virus. So the problem that we're running into is I, I think that there's a confusion over whether having RNA positive and you know which is our one of our clues that a person has a infection with COVID-19 confusing that with the absolute fact of whether they are infected or whether um, they uh, are contagious to other people that's really what we're going to talk about here so I'm going to go through this and again I'm going to skim some of this um, and I hope this makes sense and I hope it's valuable. If it is, please uh, leave me some comments. Let me know if this kind of content is helpful. So here we go. Um, are clinically recovered persons infectious to others if they test persistently or recurrently positive for SARS COVID-2 RNA? So they go on, it's go on, it goes on to say whether the presence of detectable but low concentrations of viral RNA after clinical recovery represents the presence of potentially infectious virus is unknown. So right out of the gate, they're saying, look, we don't 100% know. Now, they do explain, based on experience with other viruses, it is unlikely that a person poses an important infectious risk to others. However, whether this is true for SARS-CoV-2 infection has not been definitively established. Okay, So they're already kind of a, hedging their bets here, which makes sense medically. After the onset of an illness, the detectable viral burden usually declines. After a week or more, uh, the body is making detectable immune globulins and the antibody levels tend to increase. So a week after someone has been sick, we start to see antibodies. That's what we know. Some of these antibodies may prevent the virus from infecting cells in cell culture. So, so sometimes what happens is we sample and try to actually grow the virus in a, in a cell, in a culture. 
And what they're saying is that these antibodies after a week are already killing the virus in most situations. A decline in the viral RNA is associated with a decreased ability to isolate live virus. So that is saying that what we know is that if this test, if the RNA, the genetic material, as it's going down, it is less likely that we will find live virus. Doesn't that make sense? That's, that's basic, but it's an important point. For most patients with COVID-19, efforts to isolate live virus from an upper respiratory tract specimens have been unsuccessful when specimens are collected more than 10 days after the onset of illness. Let me re-emphasize that because it's a big point I'm trying to make. What, they've, what we know, this is what we do know, is that when they test people that have COVID-19, after 10 days, regardless of what that PCR RNA test shows, they find it very difficult to actually get live virus to grow in a culture 10 days after the initial onset of illness. Recovery of live virus between 10 and 20 days after symptom onset has been documented in some persons. So it does happen with severe COVID-19. So these are the sickest, maybe the hospitalized ICU 20 days after they got sick. It, there are some people that still they can grow a live virus out of this person, which means they're still infectious in my opinion. These persons were in an, you know, often immunocompromised, meaning there was something wrong with your immune system where they couldn't physically clear this virus, so it just hung around a lot longer than it should have. I'm going to move on here. Persons who have tested persistently or currently positive have, in some cases, had their signs of COVID symptoms, COVID-19 improved. Okay, so this is where they're cycling back and they're saying, look, if you've had... Let's say you get COVID-19, you're sick, flu-like illness for five to seven days, then you start to get better. They're showing that when we, a lot of the employers are requiring that you do this follow-up test in the assumption that that means they're, they're, um, they're infectious or not. Okay, I'm going to go on to read um, another section here because I think it makes sense. Persons who have tested persistently or are currently positive for SARS have in some cases had their signs of symptoms of COVID-19 improve. When viruses, viral isolation and tissue culture has been attempted in such persons in South Korea and the United States, live virus has not been isolated. There is no evidence to date that clinically recovered persons with persistent or recurrent detection of viral RNA have transmitted SARS to others. So there is no evidence that we have that after 10 days, a person that has a positive swab um, has infected anyone else. That's that's what we know. Despite these observations, and th this is the CDC hedging their bets, it's not possible to conclude that all persons with persistent recurrent detection of SARS RNA are no longer infectious. So in other words, if you get the swab, let's say it's been three weeks, you get the swab, it's still positive. We can't 100% be sure for that individual situation that that person can infect someone else. But the evidence seems to weigh heavily against that. I hope this is making sense. But these data and experience with other viral respiratory infections indicate that most persons recovered from COVID-19 who test persistently or currently positive on the PCR test are likely to no longer be infectious. Isolation precautions may be discontinued for persons of COVID-19 10 days after the symptom onset. Most of you have heard that, by the way. And this, I'm giving the rationale for why that's happening. 
So this goes from the date on which the symptoms first began, including non-respiratory symptoms, including like their fever has resolved for at least 24 hours. Without the use of fever-reducing medication, so you can't be, you can't say you don't have a fever because you took, you know, a big old wad of Tylenol or something. That's not how this works. But for some persons with severe or critical illness or have are severely compromised, isolation precautions may be maintained for up to 20 days after the initial onset. Let me give you a summary. That's the end of the, the part I want to read on the CDC. The summary is this. When you get a, a nasal swab and it's uh, when you're sick initially with COVID-19, that, that it just confirms that that's what we're dealing with. It, it's not the absolute end-all of whether you're infectious or not, but it is a good indicator. After 10 days of illness in the typical person that is not immunocompromised or still severely ill with the with COVID-19, the research so far suggests that anyone that's been sick for uh, at least 10 days and that now improved, that they are typically are not able to actually grow a virus out of their uh, out of samples in a culture. So what this means is they should not be infectious. The other thing is that we now know that the PCR test really doesn't have very much value after the initial uh, diagnosis because it can stay persistently positive and it doesn't seem to be correlated with growing a virus out of a culture. So although it helps us understand that a person has this virus, it doesn't necessarily prove that they're still contagious. There is a difference there. So I hope you understand that based on what I've, I don't know if I botched this or made it more clear or less clear, but the reality is the testing does not, is not the end all to whether you're being diagnosed with COVID-19. So it has a set of clinical symptoms and they've done testing that shows that can we grow the virus in a culture and it doesn't appear that more than 10 days after um, uh, an, an initial infection in most people that is they're not infectious anymore and that's why the guidelines have come out that you know the 10-day you know quarantine is is what's indicated that's where this data is coming from it also goes on to indicate in and some further reading that i've done here that suggests that testing after doesn't really make a lot of sense the reason is because of what we just covered pcr testing just looks for fragments of the dna or, i'm sorry the rna the genetic material of the virus so it's not testing for a live virus. It's testing for do you have fragments and little pieces of virus that are still floating around that are not particularly contagious. So testing after and saying, oh, you have to have a negative test to be, or you can't come back, that does not appear to medically make a lot of sense. In fact, they went on to say that, look, there's some people that have had, you know, if you see things three months, 90 full days after the initial infection and you see a PCR test, that is positive again or is still positive, consider that the person maybe had a, a recurrent infection uh, and, and they, you would have to investigate that. So I hope this makes sense. I hope this is illuminating to some and maybe for employers or people that are making decisions about you know whether people can come back to work or not. I think the 10-day window, if they're better, their symptoms are clinically improving on an individual basis, if they if 10 days have gone by, they should be clear to go back to work or back to the regular activities because isolating virus from uh, in viral culture is almost un, you know, it's, it's very um, difficult or, or impossible to do for most people after about 10 days. 
having a follow-up PCR test does not always make sense because it is not testing for live virus, it is testing for fragments of the genetic material of the virus itself. That doesn't mean it's infectious. Probably beat this up. Please leave comments, questions. I'll do the best I can to answer those. Take care.